This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Welcome, 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 welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Sictio of Lockdown, and this is the inside of my mind. Every week on the show, there's a new name for me. Uh, Originally, they were listeners submitted and they all followed the RM format because my name is Radio Mike, so they were like, you know... Really, oh mad and stuff like that. But now it can just be anything. Send them in. Send in an alt- alternative name that I can say at the start of the podcast. Um, it's been a it's it's crazy at the moment. Life's very crazy at the moment. Welcome to Twentieth Century Boy, your weekly break from the craziness of everyday life. Uh. Currently, this is a podcast about me. Sorry, not currently. This is a podcast about me. I never know what to say in the intro of this podcast. It's just a very professional podcast, as you can see. Um, this is a podcast about me, Radio Mike, a young writer and producer from Melbourne, Australia, Australia's most lovable nerd, trying to make his way through the rough and tumble of living life. Sometimes it's easier than other times. Um, but at the moment, I'm doing pretty well aside from lockdown. This, The new house, uh, we have... Me and my housemates swapped rooms because mine was way bigger and I didn't need all the space. And now I have an ensuite bathroom, which I'm very, very happy about. It works well. We also have a study, which is where I'm doing the podcast now, which works really well. And over the weekend, because we were in lockdown here in Melbourne, and I believe most of Australia is now back in lockdown, which absolutely sucks um, for all involved, uh, we we finally kind of finalized the house, like where everything is supposed to go in the house. And it's looking really good. It's an awesome house. I'm really glad we moved here, but I'm just so excited for lockdown to end so we can have friends over and actually use the space and do stuff in our own house. Lockdown has been hell on earth. No, that's an exaggeration, but lockdown's just been so bloody boring. And I think this is lockdown number five for Melbourne. uh, And... For whatever reason, like, we obviously had the big lockdown last year, which was, like, the three-month lockdown. I was living alone during that really hard. But for whatever reason, this lockdown, number five, has probably been the most frustrating because I think we had a taste of normality for most of the year. So we were able to go out. We were doing stuff like the comedy festival was on. We got out and did that. It was really fun. And, uh... Yeah, now we're back in lockdown. It's been two weeks now and it's been really boring. Sydney is out of control for those not following the news, though I assume most of you are if you live in Australia. Melbourne's doing okay. This episode goes out uh, tomorrow. I'm recording on Monday. It goes out on Tuesday. And uh, as far as I can see, we should be out of lockdown here in Melbourne by tomorrow. Um, and I'll be really upset if it gets extended again because it's just so boring being at home, especially since that taste of freedom we got. Sydney ciders, I'm very sorry. It, it does feel like Sydney is going to be in lockdown for a very long time, kind of doing what Melbourne did last year, which sucks. And yeah, it's a really, it's just a really tricky time. And I think it's hard knowing that the... Uh, I guess it's hard knowing that 
life isn't back to normal and we could be going into these snap circuit breaker lockdowns like every six months for the next three years. I don't know. Like that's possible. And it's just hard to get any sense of normality or figure out what you want to do. You can't plan to go on holidays really. Um, and you're just kind of stuck. And it's, I think a lot of people are, are really feeling it now and it's really awful, which is a, which is a shame. Um, I've definitely been feeling it. I just want to be going out, seeing people getting out into the world and, you know, obviously it's winter. So I guess it's, it's, this is better than doing it in summer, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty tough at the moment. So I hope everyone's going okay. Lockdown is really, really awful. A quick shout out. We do do shout outs on this podcast for exceptional people. Radio Purse. Welcome to the radio family. I played the sound effect a bit early there. Sorry, Radio Purse. Um, Radio Purse sent me a message to let me know that they used one of my podcast segments in a lesson for their Cert 4 class on how to come up with a good radio segment, which confused me because is there a class that's just, there's a class you can do by what Radio Purse has written there is a class you can do that is how to come up with a great radio segment, not even radio training. It's how to come up with a great radio segment. I love that. Um, and secondly, this isn't a radio show. This is a podcast. So first, I hope you know that in in your lesson of how to come up with a great radio session, you've you've used a segment from this show, which is not a radio show. It is a podcast. But I think, you know, I guess they're kind of interchangeable. I also don't know if you're teaching the class or if you're doing it as like an assessment in the class. Like are you you said you used one of my segments for how to come up with a good radio segment. And then but it's not clear if you're teaching that class or if you're doing that class, right? Because it could be both. Like you could be presenting it as an assessment or you're teaching the class that. Really unsure at this stage. Um, really key not answers. And the other thing, what was the other thing? Uh, no, I've forgotten. But uh, they did write to me and say that they are, they're, they're talking about the grilled saga on this show, in this class. So um, Radio Purse has been using the grilled saga as an example of how to come up with a great radio segment, uh, which is cool. But I love, I don't think the class is called how to come up with a good radio segment, but Purse has written in a lesson for my Cert 4 class on how to come up with a good radio segment, which reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where Homer's teaching the marriage class and it shows a bunch of other classes that are happening in the, um, in the like community school kind of thing that Homer's teaching. And one of them is called Funk, Funk Dancing for Self-Defense, which Mo is... <laughs> which Mo is teaching. And it's that great quote for any Simpsons fan fans where Mo, Mo's like, so say some gangsters dissing your fly girl. You want to give him one of these. I'll put the audio in for, uh, well, for everyone. I'll pop, pop the, the audio in of that. It's a great episode. Funk dancing for self-defense. It's all, yeah. All right, here's the 411, folks. Say some gangster is dissing your fly girl. You just give him one of these. And it's also the episode where the 411 because Mo says, all right, here's the 411. Say some gangsters dissing your flag, girl. You would have heard the audio because I would have put it in. It reminds me of that, just an ultra-specific class funk dancing for self-defense. Thank you so much, Purse. Um, apparently, the grilled segment is 
a good radio segment, which absolutely blows my mind, totally blows my mind, that anything on this show could be considered good. Um, but great. Uh, obviously, the Grilled saga, I, I, I have not heard from Grilled since I last asked and encouraged them to give me some free coupons. Um, have not heard any information from them. So they seem to be ghosting me, which is a shame. They got all the free publicity out of me doing TikToks that got, you know, 60,000 views. Great. Take the publicity. Don't even give me a free burger. Come on, guys. Free burger. Give me a free burger. For all the work I've done, I deserve a free burger from Grilled. I think that was such a great publicity stunt that I did. Didn't get any payment for it. Whatever. Because of lockdown, you just kind of end up uh, sitting around watching TV every night because you can't do anything. You can't go out to dinner. Like, all that stuff you just can't do. Um, obviously, the Olympic Games over in Japan have begun. They begun over the weekend. That's uh, something that we were watching a lot of this week. And I guess, like, first of all, the, the weirdest thing for me is that the Olympic Games are going ahead because you would think that... I don't know how it works, but if you were Japan, who obviously, like, you make a bid for the Olympics years before it happens, right? Like, Brisbane has just been approved for 2032. That's 10 years away. So now they spend the next 10 years investing and preparing for the Olympic Games. So, you know, terrible luck of, terrible roll of the dice for Japan, who just got hand, who got these Olympics, thinking about, you know, 2020, that's huge. We're going to have the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo and could never have foreseen that uh, that COVID would have happened and could totally stop that. But surely, like, we all know that the Olympics just has disaster written all over it. There is no way there's not going to be a massive COVID breakout. There has to be. I think there already has been. And if I was Japan, I would have been like, I feel like well, if I was the nation of Japan, like, g'day, guys, I'm Japan. Oh, g'day, I'm Australia. Why are we all saying g'day? We're not even from Australia. Well, we are. Okay, I don't know what I was doing there. Um, but if you were if you were Japan, wouldn't you be like, hey, let's just cancel it. We'll take the next ones after. And then, but I guess then all the work you've done, well, then all the work you've done, you just kind of delay for another 10 years. But, I mean, good good on them for doing it. I feel as though it's been good so far. Like watching it has been fun. The opening ceremony was was pretty fun. Um, I one of my favorite parts about the opening ceremony was they played. As soon as I noticed it, I was like, "What?" They were as all the athletes were entering, they were playing a bunch of video game music, uh, which I thought was great because I wondered if when London had the Olympics in 2012, I think it was 2012 that it was London. Yeah, because it went. From from year 2000, it was Sydney, Athens, Beijing, London, Rio, and then Tokyo. Um, so London in 2012, they did this great opening ceremony where uh, it might have been the closing ceremony. I can't remember, but it was just like a tribute, obviously to British culture, but there was heaps of British pop culture. So they had like Harry Potter stuff. They had Peter Pan, you know, all this iconic British popular culture. Um they had Mr. Bean, like Rowan Atkinson was performing as Mr. Bean. Uh, they also had like a bunch of amazing British artists. Like I think like One Direction were there. I think the Spice Girls were there. Uh, one of the members of Oasis was performing, Wonderwall. Fatboy Slim did an amazing set. 
in the middle of the arena. And like, I thought, I was like, oh, if like the Japan one's going to be amazing if they do a similar thing. Because at the end of the Rio closing ceremony, they pass the torch on to Japan, which is like tradition. And in that, literally the president of Japan emerged from a Super Mario warp pipe, the green pipes, holding the torch, dressed as Mario. I want you to hear this again. At the end of the Rio Olympics, the president of Japan, the president of Japan, emerged from a Super Mario warp pipe dressed as Mario. And I was like, wow, this opening ceremony is going to be like my biggest dream ever. It's going to be like Mario themed stuff, Pokemon themed stuff. Surely Godzilla will make an appearance. He's Japanese. He'll show up somewhere. You know, surely Goku from Dragon Ball Z is going to pop up or at least a guy dressed as him. If if the president of Japan is dressing up as Mario and coming out of a warp pipe in Rio to promote the Olympics, then Mario's got to be in the opening ceremony. Godzilla's got to be there. Pikachu's got to be there. Alas, none of them appeared. Hopefully in the closing ceremony, we get something like that. But none of them appeared. And like, just think about for that, that for a second, Australian listeners. Basically, the... The Japanese president dressing up as Mario and coming out of a warp pipe to promote the Olympics is the equivalent of Scott Morrison, our prime minister, coming out of a lake dressed as Crocodile Dundee. That, that's Imagine if, to promote the Brisbane Olympics in 2032, Scott Morrison emerges from murky water dressed as Crocodile Dundee holding the Olympic torch. That is basically what happened. Like, take the most stereotypical export of that country's culture, Mario, which, that being said, isn't even, isn't even to do with Japanese culture because Mario is an Italian plumber from the Mushroom Kingdom, but he is a Jap- he's a Japanese creation. But it's like, yeah, if Scott Morrison dressed up as Crocodile Dundee, that'd be insanity. Absolute insanity. This morning we were watching the skateboarding, which is a new event in the Olympics. Very cool. We all love skateboarding. Anyone who grew up in the 90s and played a lot of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater loves skateboarding. But and, and Tony Hawk is there. Tony Hawk's over in Tokyo. I think he's like a coach or something. However, the one thing I noticed about the Olympic skateboarders, which really, really kind of, I don't know, worried me, is, and I'm not trying to be a dad or a parent or anything like this, None of the Olympic skateboarders competing are wearing helmets, pads, or any t- type of safety gear. And they are like stacking a lot of tricks. Some of them are like ollieing up, trying to get a grind, and then just falling flat on their faces. And I'm like, surely you have to wear a helmet for this. Surely there are protections in place to make sure these athletes are wearing helmets and pads so they don't crack their heads open in front of an, an international worldwide audience. Go and watch the skateboarding. No one is wearing any protective gear. Is that like a thing? Is it like lame to wear protective gear while you skateboard? Because I'm just going to put it out there. It is not lame to wear a helmet. Wearing a helmet is a totally acceptable and not lame thing. Protecting your body and your brain from dying are totally acceptable. 
I want these skateboarders to be wearing pads or I will be boycotting the Olympic skateboarding. That's all I'll say. Uh, let me know what Olympic events you've been watching. We we watch on, on 7 Plus, which is, which is like the digital Channel 7 thing, the streaming thing. You can just click on any sport and watch it. So we were watching a bit of the badminton, which was actually really good. Like I used to play badminton just for fun with friends. And it's actually a really active sport and it's especially singles like you'd be surprised how much movement and how like physically demanding badminton is it's a really good sport like it's sort of like tennis on a smaller scale but it's much more fast pace and you know you're running around a lot on that court so yeah I I enjoyed the badminton let me know what's worth a watch because you can tune into anything which I really like Okay, we haven't done one of these for a while, but uh, just for the sake of uh, bringing back a bunch of old segments on this show, uh, I wanted to do one of these bad boys. Lost in Translation. If you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Lost in Translation is a musical-based game segment on this podcast. Uh, Radio Purse from before. This this is a much better example of a good radio segment, I think. Anyway, you do whatever you want. Um... Uh, the per- the premise of this segment is lost in translation. I take a lyric from a well-known song, right? And I take the like the main lyrics, I then put those lyrics into Google Translate, swap them around into 20 different languages, breaking down the translation, right? And then back to English. Whatever we get, I play on this show and you have to guess what the original song that I put into Google Translate was. It's pretty tricky and... You know, there are some people who love this game and get it every time. There, this one this one is a challenging one, I think. This will stump a lot of people, but I think you can get it. And the clue is this. Here's what I'll say. This artist has had, has been discussed several times on this podcast in the past. That's all I will say. This artist has been discussed several times on this podcast in the past. So... Let's let Google do the translation process protocol and see what lyrics are spit out for this edition of LIT, aka Lost in Translation. Didn't have the fader up. Going to try that again. Initiating translation process protocol. 22% complete. 50% complete. 77% complete. 100% complete. Translation result is... He fell asleep in the morning. You should be happy. Rich country. He fell asleep in the morning. Always the sun. Rich country. Really, really, really hard. Also, Google's Google's voice kind of just changed halfway through that, which was uh, obviously quite weird. I don't know if we'll get an explanation on that. Um, but yeah, I would. I think there is a there is a clear clear part of this that should kind of kind of give it away but it's certainly not obvious so send in your submissions the best way to send in your submissions are via email leave attach a voicemail to an email radiomikepod at gmail.com or the contact form at radiomike.com.au or of course the podcast hotline if you've got a contribution to the podcast there's only one number you see call 1-800-438-3 
just tried harmonizing with it. Call that number, leave a voicemail. Lots of people leaving voicemails at the moment, which is really great. Uh, lots of just really dumb ones. Uh, there is a guy, actually I might play, There, there is a guy who's calling up the hotline and saying the same thing every time. You know who you are. Yes, I am hearing the voicemails you're sending in. I might play, if you keep doing it, I might play it on the show. Um, but at the moment, I'm just rolling my eyes every time you're doing it. You know who you are. Uh, you know who you are, the person that's doing it. Uh, maybe the listeners want to know a bit more, but uh, yeah, let's just see. Um, all right. Another thing I want to just talk about quickly in the TV world, because again, lockdown, not much happening outside of the TV world. Uh, I uh, oh, oh, one thing very quickly, firstly. I've been posting on Instagram screenshots of my Letterboxd reviews. I do little comedy, comedic reviews of movies on Letterboxd. So I would love for you to follow me on Letterboxd, which is a movie social media site. Um, Again, I do my movie vlog on YouTube, Mike's Monthly Movies, which uh, every month I just talk about all the movies I watch in snap one to two minute reviews. Love for you to go subscribe to the YouTube channel. These podcasts go up in full videos on YouTube and I would love for you to check out Mike's Monthly Movies. It's definitely the most fun content. It's basically like another podcast as well. Like it's just like, so far there's six episodes from January to June and it's just like a 25 minute podcast about movies. If you are into that, I'd love for you to go check it out on my YouTube channel. Um, and now because I forgot to do it at the start as well, I want to plug the Patreon, patreon.com slash radio mic for as little as a dollar a month. And, uh, yeah, as little as a dollar a month, you get access to the pattern mic bonus podcast generally once a fortnight. Sometimes we do once a week. There will be one this Friday, a bonus episode of this podcast uh, where I talk to Pat, the producer of the show. And we talk behind the scenes, a bit of behind the scenes stuff about like working on Hamish and Andy, working in radio, what I've been up to, you know, work-wise. And then a few more like personal stories that I don't generally like telling on the podcast because they're a bit more private. So little as a dollar a month, feel free to jump on the Patreon, get a bonus podcast, support me, help keep the lights on here to make the content I do. It costs money to host the content and it would be great to just break even or um, to make money to continue paying Pat, who does a great job editing videos and such. So patreon.com slash radio Mike, as little as a dollar a month, as I said, it would be amazing to have your support. If you don't want to sign up to Patreon because you just don't want to do that whole rigmarole, just send, uh, if you want to send a dollar or $5 or $6 or $12 to uh, paypal.me slash it's radio Mike, uh, you can do that as well. And I will send you the bonus podcast. So there's if you want to support the show, even if it's just for a month, even if you just want to send $12, that's a year, really, like, that'd be amazing. So, um, back to what I was going to talk about. The Bachelor. So, here's the thing about The Bachelor. It started again on Channel 10 this week, and I watched the, I watched, I think, the first and second episodes, because they were on, and my housemate was watching them. And, like, here's the thing about The Bachelor. Has anyone ever thought, I'm sure people have thought this, The Bachelor is a really weird game show in which several people, generally of the same sex, are competing and the prize on the show is that you get to have sex with a really attractive person. Like, let's put it like that. Because realistically speaking, when you break it down, a lot of The Bachelor couples do not last. 
I believe the only Australian bachelor slash, oh no, there's a few, but I don't think there's, I think there's not many bachelor slash bachelorette couples in Australia that have lasted. Um, most of them break up. And I particularly think that there was a season of The Bachelorette here with Sophie Monk, who like was a celebrity pre being on The Bachelorette. Like she was a, she was a pretty famous model and celebrity. And I feel like literally that, that season of that show was like, Hey, this is a, this is a game show and the winner gets to have sex with Sophie Monk. Kind of felt like that. I know that's a terrible way of putting it, but she broke up with the guy like not long after the show. And it's like, all these women that go on The Bachelor, for instance, this season, the guy who's on, who is The Bachelor, I don't know his name. Frankly, I don't care. Um, he, he's a very handsome dude. He seems like a successful dude, but all these women come on the show and I don't think before filming they even know who it's going to be, but they all just think they're going to fall in love with, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're signing up to a show that you don't even know the person who you're supposed to be in love with and competing for his love. And as the show's going, you just realise, I oh, actually, like, don't like this guy at all. Like, there's nothing wrong with him, but I just don't like him and he's not my type at all. But now I kind of have to stay on the show because I'm, like, on the show. And, yeah, I just think it's such a barbaric show. And the other thing about it is, like, so many of these girls on well guys and girls on bachelor they just want they do just want their 15 minutes of fame i'm sorry i said it like there's one girl on the show and she's like 22 this guy's like 33 and i'm like do you really feel like and maybe maybe i'm closed-minded but like do you really feel like if you're 23 you can have a long term you you i don't know Maybe I shouldn't even go there because, like, it's a taboo... Not a taboo topic, but maybe, like, I guess people do have relationships with people much older or much younger than them, um, provided they're of age. So I guess it's fine, but I just feel like so many of these people just want to be on TV and get famous and be, like, known, which is... I don't know, it's just so cringeworthy to watch. And then one girl kissed The Bachelor and then another girl kissed The Bachelor and she's like, oh, I can't believe he kissed her. Hey, Newsflash, Brooke, I think your name is. The show is about him kissing all the girls. It's about him going on dates with lots of girls and figuring out which one he likes the most. He's going to kiss others. If you didn't want to go on the show, you didn't have to. You could have just gone on proper dates. Download Hinge. Great place to chat to people and go on dates. But no, you decided to go on The Bachelor and now you're jealous. Doesn't work that way at all. Those are just my two cents. I was really, really pleased to see a message come in via the email for this podcast, radiomikepod at gmail.com, from someone very near and dear to my heart and the show and someone we haven't heard from for a while. Um, Guys, I think you'll be as excited as I am to hear that we're about to do one of these. Listen up. It's Radio Nacho Cheese's Little Lectures. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with Radio Nacho Cheese, Radio Nacho Cheese is the best friend of this show. Long-time listener and contributor, who for a long time was doing a weekly update for the show, just sending his best wishes to all of the listeners of the show. And uh, then it became a monthly update. Then at the start of this year, I think we changed it to Radio Nacho Cheese's Little Lectures. He then did a lecture on a haunted, or a haunted, I still can't say that word, a haunted 
bar in regional Victoria that he went to. Then we didn't hear from him for a few months and I thought he died and was killed by a ghost at the haunted bar. Turns out there was nothing wrong with it and he was fine. He just didn't ride in for a bit. Got this great email from Nacho Cheese. It always perks my mind up when Nach uh, sends an email to the show. Hey, Mike. Hope you're doing well, mate. Glad to hear you've been able to find a new place and move back out of home. Thank you, Nach. Always so polite. You know, it's never about him. It's always about me and the radio family. Uh, As stated in my update, which I am a bit... Actually, I won't read this next sentence because it'll spoil what he says. Um, Also, and this is the part that really excites me. I should add that we are now suburb neighbours due to you moving to Kensington, which does increase my chances of winning the podcast. Do a 360 on the spot. If I'm in your vicinity right now, you've won the podcast. Congratulations. Uh, That's all he says. So a little bit more information about Nacho Cheese, who is notoriously anonymous. As we are now aware, he is a suburb neighbour of Kensington. So, you know, you're thinking suburbs like Ascot Vale, maybe Mooney Ponds, Flemington, you know, these kind of inner northern suburbs of Melbourne. Uh, maybe even Brunswick, Footscray. I, actually, I'm going to say confidently Footscray. I think you live in Footscray, uh, Nacho Cheese. If you, don't, you don't have to say, though. Uh, here is his update or little lecture for the week. It's not really a little lecture. It's more of an update, but I don't know where the opener is for the update. So here's what Nach said this week. Hey, Mikey, it's uh, Nacho here. Hope you and the uh, radio family are doing well. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think I've missed a month or two. It's a bit crazy. Everything's so strange. And, um, now that the potty's on a Tuesday, it's a little bit harder to know when to, uh, send these in because mm. I don't really know when you record, but, uh, I don't have too much of interest, uh, or I don't really have anything interesting to say this time. Oh. However, okay. I am working on something big for the show. Mm. It's going to take me a few months to do it. It's a, it's a big report and it's. Uh, touching on a subject that we've spent a bit of time uh, talking about as a radio family. So I'm just going to keep it at that. I hope that's piqued your interest. That's P-I-Q-U-E-D. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm working on something. It's going to take me a little while. I'll touch base before it's done. But, uh, yeah, still loving the show. Still love all the family. hope everyone's well. I know half Australia is in lockdown right now between South Australia, New South Wales and Victoria. So for all those people like myself, I hope you're doing well. Uh, love everyone. Love you, Mike. Keep up the good work and uh, I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. And I think, thank you, by the way, Nacho Cheese. I think, you know, to all the other listeners out there, and I think you'd all agree, if we could all be like Nacho Cheese, the podcast would be a better place. If we were all like Nacho Cheese, this podcast could be incredible. So, you know, I guess Nacho can set a little standard for Anyone else who wants to do anything similar to Nacho, feel free. What I'm excited about is this big thing he's working on, allegedly to do with something we talk a lot about on this show. Part of me's wondering if it's ABBA-related, because there was the whole Chikatita saga. Lots of McDonald's and Grilled content recently in the last year or so, so it could be related to McDonald's or Grilled. Uh, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium definitely pops into my mind as uh, something that 
he could be talking about because that's a movie that comes up a lot on this podcast. What else is there? Send in this week. Let me know what are your thoughts and theories on what Nacho Cheese is is whipping up here. He said it's going to take him nearly a month, which I think is a very, very long time. But uh, thank you so much, Nacho Cheese. It's great to hear your voice again. I hope you're doing well as well. And I know that the rest of the RF uh, appreciates your kind words. Thank you so much, Nacho Cheese. Uh, a couple more things before we wrap up. Um, first and foremost, I wanted to update you on the Zelda situation. Last week, I talked about how I, I, I said that I've never played a Zelda game, but I have. Um, and the way the video, there was a TikTok video that was edited where it goes, I've never played a Legend of Zelda game. So I've beaten the Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass or whatever. Um, and people commented on that being a stupid edit. Blame Pat. You can blame Pat on the Patreon podcast, patreon.com slash radio mic, as little as a dollar a month. Um, Lots of people wrote in uh, submitting Zelda games they think I should play because I want to play one of the Zelda games. Uh, Radio Quack, welcome to the radio family. I'm genuinely shocked you've never played Legend of Zelda games. They are what I was brought up on. My dad owns some gold and other color cartridges for the Nintendo 64. That was funny, on Nintendo 64... The, the Zelda cartridges were gold. And then the only other colored one I can think of is Donkey Kong 64 had a yellow cartridge. The rest were just gray. That's interesting. Um, I would attempt to play, but mostly watch him play. They will all forever be my favorites. And even if it's the same goal, I love the mechanics and all the silly things like flying with chickens and just going into a vase shop and smashing the shit out of it. My dad is about to get himself some emulator thing that has the original 2D first few games that came out, which he started playing when he was a lot younger, so it runs pretty deep in my family. Nice. Radio Woody. Welcome to the Radio family. Mike, I think he was the one who brought this this up. Uh, or he, he wrote in last week. Mike, thanks for the mention on the pod. I'm definitely shocked by your Zelda confession. You definitely need to play through Ocarina of Time and then play Majora's Mask afterwards. For those who don't know, Ocarina of Time, the game, is like generally considered one of the best games ever made for its time and still to this day. I've never played it. While Majora's Mask is the best game I've ever played, you need to experience Ocarina of Time first to appreciate how weird and creepy Majora's Mask is. As a horror fan, you should enjoy it. So I think I'm going to play Ocarina of Time. I'll probably just get an emulator, a Nintendo 64 emulator, and play it on that. I am looking forward to it. I've currently in lockdown been playing this game called Hollow Knight, which I've tried to play a few times, but I I think I'm the furthest I've ever been in it, which is really fun. Um, It's just like this game where you explore this big underground (laughs) city, I guess. Um, It's been really fun so far, so hopefully I'll beat it. Um, And finally, Radio Lazarodian, unrelated to Zelda, but more related to Olivia Rodrigo copying Paramore for her song... Um, good for you. Catching up on the podcast, pretty sure Olivia Rodrigo acknowledges the sample, and this is for the song. I can't remember her song, but it, the, the opening riff of the song is the same riff as uh, Elvis Costello's Pump It Up, which is also the riff in the Road Traders song uh, Voodoo Child, which they also sampled off uh, Elvis Costello. Pretty sure Olivia Rodrigo acknowledges the sample and Elvis Costello defended her sampling, mentioning how rock since inception has been taken from pre-existing songs. He said that Pump It Up is just taking from Bob Dylan and Chuck Berry. 
Also, I've listened to the Olivia Rodrigo album and thought it was amazing. It was all right, but nothing amazing. And um, the first thing about this is about Elvis Costello. Have you ever thought about Elvis Costello and just thought, like, first I want to know, is his name actually Elvis Costello? So I'll just Google that. Elvis Costello. His name is Declan Patrick McManus. That's his real name, known professionally as Elvis Costello. Do you think when Elvis Costello, or more more aptly, Declan McManus, do you think when he chose the name Elvis Costello, he knew at that point that he would always be the second most famous musician called Elvis? I mean, like, ev- like I just feel like no one will ever hear Elvis Costello and think, yeah, that that's the main Elvis. Like, anytime someone says Elvis you instantly think of Elvis Presley. No one, when they hear Elvis, goes straight to Costello. They go to Presley, right? And I just think Elvis's name, which I believe Elvis Presley's name was Elvis. His name wasn't like Declan McManus. Elvis Presley's name was Elvis, right? And like, so he just went by his name and he just made that name an icon, right? He made that name an icon. Elvis, you know, he's pretty much... The same as like Madonna or Eminem, Elvis is almost like universally just known. Like when you hear Elvis, you think the king of rock and roll. You don't think Elvis Costello. Yet Elvis Costello, who had a choice for his name, still called himself Elvis Costello. He must have known he would always be considered the second most famous Elvis. And I just think that's crazy. Like why not choose, I'll come up with a better name. Actually, I can't on the spot. But anyway, that's not important. It's just Elvis Costello is stupid. Like, that's basically like calling yourself, if you're a new rapper, because Elvis Costello plays the same genre of music as Elvis Presley, rock and roll. It's basically like, call if you were a new white rapper and you called yourself Eminem Jones, it is pretty much the same thing. Like, if I start rapping and I'm like, yeah, I'm Eminem Jones... Oh, is that inspired by Eminem? Oh, not really. I just, I'm just Eminem. Like, it just makes no sense to do that, right? You're better off forming your own identity. But Elvis Costello decides, I'm going to call myself Elvis Costello. Like, I I assume it must be, can someone do some research? I I frankly can't be bothered. Could someone do some research into why he called himself Elvis Costello? Like, there must be a reason. I assume it must be a tribute to Elvis Presley, but I could be wrong. Um, But yeah, if anyone can write in and let me know that. Secondly, on this point uh, that Lazar raised about artists stealing from other artists. I like, yeah, again, I have no issue with Olivia Rodrigo copying Paramore. I don't care at all. I just think it's funny. She did copy Paramore. I still think the song's great, but the Paramore song was great too. As for particularly like guitar driven music. I think there's so many songs that are clearly derivative of, of older songs. Um, one of the most famous one is Wonderwall by Oasis. Um, well, not specifically Wonderwall. The Green Day song Boulevard of Broken Dreams, which we all know. Um, I walk a lonely road. Right, everyone knows it. Um, Noel Gallagher accused Green Day of ripping off Wonderwall. And if you do listen to those two songs, the the chord progression is exactly the same. Is it stealing? No, because you can't own a chord progression, but they do sound pretty similar. And there was a mashup that went around 
called Boulevard of Broken Songs where someone spliced together the two songs and it like they do feel like the the entire vibe of the two songs is very similar as well. Do I think that anyone's at fault? No. But famously Noel Gallagher had this quote, they should they should at least have the decency to wait until I'm dead before stealing my songs. I at least pay the people I steal from for that courtesy. Um, referencing the fact that Boulevard of Broken Dreams uses the same chord progression as Oasis's hit single, Wonderwall. That being said, no offense, Noel Gallagher, because I love you and your music. Or I think Noel Gallagher's absolutely the superior Gallagher brother when it comes to songwriting, and all of his projects post-Oasis have been better than Liam's. But um, the intro to one of the most famous Oasis songs, Don't Look Back in Anger, um, I believe is just the same, the exact same riff as, um, is it Imagine by John Lennon? Don't look back in anger opening riff. Yeah, so Don't Look Back in Anger uses the opening riff from um, from John Lennon's Imagine, which is like exactly copied. And I'm also pretty sure one of the Beatles songs, which I can't think of at the moment, but it also steals the riff from the Beatles song, Dear Prudence. And like, I mean, no offense, Noel Gallagher, but I think a lot of your music was stolen almost explicitly from the Beatles, which is fine. You loved the Beatles and were motivated and inspired by them, which is great. Um, But yeah, I thought that was really funny that Noel Gallagher was trashing Green Day stealing their chord progression when he's stolen so much. Uh, But anyway, guys, we've come to the end of another episode, which means we have to do this. The plug. Uh, The plug. Okay, so here's what I'm plugging. Patreon.com slash Radio Mike. Please consider jumping on board to support me and what I do. I would uh, greatly appreciate that. It would mean the world to me if you could. So definitely have a think about that or paypal.me slash It's Radio Mike. Um, Hamish and Andy podcast this week I think I will be featured in a nerdy thing that I did uh, and of course the remembering project as well and uh, the TikTok is up Radio Mike on TikTok Instagram radio.mike radiomike.com.au slash merch there's still a bunch of stickers and t-shirts there if you want to help support the show in another way Harry Potter and the Boys is still there just really excited. Uh, I think there won't be an episode tomorrow, but I'm really excited to get some guests in to this space once lockdown finishes and finally finish the three chapters of the first book. So stay tuned for that. I also want to do a few more mic talks, but I want to change them. Like, I just want mic talks to be another bonus thing for, for everyone, not a Patreon bonus, but just a bonus thing where it's just an extra chat that I have with a friend and have, you know, returning guests on and stuff. Um, So that'd be another cool thing that I want to do. Aside from that, though, uh, I think I'm pretty much... I think that's pretty much everything there is to plug. Uh, Go and listen to Release the Sounds on Spotify, my band. Oh, and of course, the YouTube channel, Mike's Monthly Movies, is up there. Subscribe, watch a couple of my videos. I'd really appreciate that. But for now, my name's in Radio Mike. This podcast has been the inside of my mind. Don't block the MDF. I'm a very Kanye young man and some of your older staff could learn a lot from me. Uh, The dream fact, something about the dream factory and Will Kennedy has to finish his farm project. See you later guys. Thanks for listening.
This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radio Mike pod at gmail.com. 